All right. All right, folks. Welcome back to another Playing the Field. Today we have Ricky Fuller back in the studio. I'm glad to be back, Andrew. It's, All right. it's been too long. It's been too long. It has. It has. I told you guys. I told you that we'd get him, we'd get him here. And I also told you that we deal with the technical issue difficult difficulties. We have, to a degree. Still got some work to do. We're trying to add Alex back in. But, you know, piece by piece here. One step at a time. Alex thinks he has COVID, so. Yeah. Shortness of breath. <laughs> yeah. Get well, Alex. Really shows you the hurdles this year that we're going through. Well, I mean, frat lord Alex. I'm not that shocked. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sports. All right. Um, we got the NBA Finals tonight. We do. We do have the NBA Finals tonight, we Game got, 5. We got LeBron solidifying his goatness by winning his third chip with a third different team. You know, you know, like, you know what I mean. Like, he has more than three chips, but it's his third team. It is his third team. Now, it... Ah, uh, we can't get into the goat conversation right now. I can't do it. I, it's too much. We got to wait for Alex. I, yes, I am in a house. It's just gonna be you and me just yelling. At right, each other. right. And uh, I don't think anyone's like I, I. For the record, I am indifferent on the LeBron. I think there's a case to be made for LeBron, and I think there's a case to be made for Jordan. Ricky is not on that wavelength. Well, I I used to be the Jordan stan. It's just you know things change. Things change. Things now change. let's talk about LeBron's chip. So if LeBron wins this chip. Yes. Right, it really his... doesn't mean that much. So interesting, <laughs> interesting. Because I agree. The thing is, it's his. How many how many NBA stars have won a championship with only two All Stars? And granted, Anthony Davis is easily the best player he's ever played with. But Jordan couldn't win a chip with just Scotty. He needed, you know, he needed Phil, and he needed a, a team around him. I, I can't remember anyone on that team's name. Maybe Bill Cartwright, but like, I would say that Jordan. We're not getting into the goat conversation. No, I, let's try to avoid it. Yep. Yeah, continue. Avoid it. I would say that not a lot of people, Jordan, whatever, Kobe, anyone, couldn't have break, brought this team to a championship. Now, I will say LeBron's path because of the bubble was easier because the Clippers didn't go make it to the conference finals. Right. was easier. So let's look at the Lakers' but like, road. Being the one seed with that team is even difficult. I disagree. I disagree entirely. So, Kobe Bryant won with Pau Gasol. Who is like, so, would you agree that if we exclude Giannis, Anthony Davis might be the best big man in the, in, in the NBA? Dwayne Wade said himself that Anthony Davis is LeBron's best teammate he's ever played with. Yes. So, we have seen dynamic duos all over the NBA have success. Shaq and Dwayne Wade and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq, uh, uh, just to name a few. I mean, the Mavericks, there's, there's a bunch of weird championships. Tim Duncan and Tony Parker were a duo. Now, I guess you could argue that that's a, more of a big three with Manu. I don't. I don't think Manu is that big a part of that team. They also had one of the best coaches of all time. They did. They did. A lot of those teams um, did. I just – Phil Jackson, Greg Pop. So let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go over the champions – Let's go over the last 10 NBA champions. I don't know how and, many. And let's let's go through their teams for a minute. So NBA. So last year, the Toronto Raptors. Now, a little bit of an asterisk because the Warriors weren't assembled, but Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. a solid team. 
That was a good team around them. Yes, it good was. Veterans. Pascal, I, Marcus Saul. I think that the Lakers have a good team around them. Danny Green was actually playing like Danny Green. Danny Green throughout the year was was Danny Green. He struggled in the early postseason. But again, the bubble does weird things to people. The bubble did really weird things to Paul George. Yeah. Bubble did weird things to Giannis. Like, I I think I you don't think this Lakers team is as good as I think they are. I think playoff Rondo is really good. I think I Danny think Green's Rondo a great did. piece. That was a great piece last year on a c- contributing team, right? Yeah. That you just said was a great team. Uh, LeBron, AD, and Dwight Howard. Like, Dwight Howard wasn't even going to be in the league until the Lakers signed him for thousands of dollars. Right, but the Lakers, he's clearly a bench piece. Like, they have, well, who do they have backing him up? JaVale McGee, right? Yes. Who was a starting center in the league. Yes. Who else is coming off the bench? Kyle Kuzma, who was at one point a starter that averaged like 16 points a game. When he was a rookie and was able to shoot at will. Yes. Yes, right. Regardless, yeah, okay, okay. You, you, your production drops off when you yeah. play with LeBron and AD. Uh, you, you have Catavius Caldwell-Pope that also put up way more points. than he, like These are all players coming off the bench that at one point were starters. Uh, who's their backup point guard? Uh, first of all, uh, what's his name? Caruso. Gotta love that guy. I mean, come <laughs> on. Come on. Right. And then who's their back? Is, is Caruso their backup point guard? I think he's like their backup shooting. I think Rondo's their backup point guard. Well, they also have Avery Bradley in the mix somewhere. Yeah, but he um, didn't come to the bubble. So let's go over. Last 10 teams, you're kind of right. The only team that really didn't have a dynamic duo. Uh, so most of these teams, you could argue, had a big three. Golden State Warriors had a big four. Uh, so that's two. The Raptors, it helps my argument. I don't think that they they had one star and then a bunch of contributing pieces. That's the same with the Mavericks. See, my, you can my, win a championship. I think that the the Raptors had a better better overall team. Think of okay, think of it this way, right? This year's Lakers versus last year's Raptors. Yes. Right? The Raptors throughout the 2010s had been going to the chi- to the playoffs and been getting toasted by LeBron every year, right? And they didn't have that extra oomph to get them through the final through yeah. the finals, right? DeMar DeRozan was not cut. He out. couldn't get them there. Also the coaching change, yeah. So, you have this team that's been baptized by fire through LeBron LeBron sweeping them for years on end, right? Versus a team that has has players that have never even gone to the playoffs. Yeah. I see that. Uh, so you're saying that the Raptors had more playoff experience, and that if the Raptors had played this t- this Lakers team, the Raptors would have if won. Kawhi, if Kawhi was still on, if this was the exact same team from last year, I think that the Raptors honestly could have won. I think that they could have come up with some defensive scheme to trap AD and have Kawhi on LeBron. Yeah, I, I, so you're, I just, I think this is a pretty good LeBron team, and any team, like you can win it with one superstar. The Detroit Pistons won in 2005. The Lakers had yeah, the New Jersey Nets won in 2002. They won twice. Who did New Jersey Nets have? Uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. I mean, that's I mean, just like the Nets and like the Pistons are examples of teams where it was just like it was a team. Like the the 2011 Mavericks, like you could yeah. argue, was just Dirk and like a bunch of people surrounding him, and they beat LeBron. There's a bunch. Right. Of- so what I'm saying is. That's possible. You can win that way. You can win with a complete team. But you, you need but it's easier. the complete team with the ball with the team chemistry, and they need to like play. Together. Not really. I think you do. The Miami Heat, LeBron's Miami Heat, is the perfect example. They had three studs, and the rest of the team was garbage. They just filled it with shooters. 
Yeah, and they lost the first year because they had horrible chemistry. Right, but they also won two chips. Because they said, LeBron's the one. We'll make LeBron the one. LeBron, do what you want, and we will follow you. Even Dwayne said that. Dwayne's like, I'm taking a backseat to LeBron. Chris Bosh said, I'm going to be a shooter now. Yeah. I like. I don't see where we disagree. I, I, I'm I just know. saying <laughs> that you don't need a team to win championships. And if you have two, two of the top five best players in the league, regardless of who you are, you should be in that conversation without question. Like if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving don't make it to at least the Eastern Conference Finals next year, we have, an, we have a complete right to criticize them. Complete. If yeah, but the, that's also because they're in the East now. The Los Angeles Clippers didn't make it. Look at all the criticism. It's dismantling their whole team. They fired their head coach. Right? If you have two superstars in the NBA, considering the history, there is an expectation that you should be there at the end, especially if you have the supposed GOAT. This team that he's got around him should be more than enough to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, my I, thing, I'm my just, thing, my I, thing with LeBron teams is... LeBron's had bad luck with teams in his past, and I give yeah. you that, but this is not the, that situation. I will say... Especially has, in terms of the road. This team is better than the 07 Cavs. Yes, this team by, is better than the twenty eighteen Cavs. Yeah, the one well, where he took him to yeah. by himself and Kyrie was gone. I don't think it's better than the 20, 2012 or twenty thirteen Heat, and I don't think it's better than when Kyrie and Caleb were on the Cavs either. I agree, but the Miami Heat were an absolute powerhouse. They should have won more than they did, honestly. It we're we're kind of jumping around. I just I think that LeBron's road was easy. It was. I will. I will definitely agree with you that the bubble, that was a walk walk through the park for LeBron. Yeah, I mean, he played the Nuggets in the Western and Conference I, you, Finals. You even heard me say on multiple occasions that if he loses, if he does not win the finals this year, he's not the goat. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't not destroy. Yeah, you can't. If you don't win this year, yeah, especially. I. I just. Yeah, if he loses the series, it's not going to be good for his resume. For sure. No, you can't. You can't be the goat and lose to that team. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, so who did LeBron play in the second round? The he played the Blazers. He yeah, played the Blazers. He played the Rockets. He played the Nuggets. The Rockets, right? The Rockets. I mean, so that's the one superstar that he actually faced. I mean, I don't consider Nikola Jokic a superstar. I don't consider on fire though. I don't know. LeBron just has that mental edge. <laughs> I mean, that he faced one superstar in the entire playoffs. Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. He's just a grit. Jimmy All star, yeah, but Jimmy Butler got them there, now. Like, he did. I mean, like, but I don't consider long? Dirk Nowitzki a superstar. Would you? Like, he got him there. He won I, it with him. Dirk, Dirk played a long career. He's got some good stats. All right, let's let's. <laughs> let's <laughs> I don't know. Let's I, look at it. Dirk, he's won. He's a couple MVPs, if I'm not mistaken. Does he? Then he might be a superstar. I remember Let's look a, at his stats I remember first. It was a real huge deal when we beat them in the playoffs in 08. They were like the, the issue first, with they were like the, the, issue with the bigs, dude, is is that there's so many bigs that put up 20 plus 10. Like, the thing is, he's like the first great like shooting big. The great shooting big. How many shooting bigs have been like great? So at his, at his, his best season was 26 points, 7 rebounds. I don't think that that's a superstar. <laughs> that was the 06 team. <sighs> 26 points, 7 rebounds. Let me flip this on you just a little bit. Okay. I'm going to change topics, so we do talk about this all the time. Yeah. But I think Dirk is a good segue into it. 
you said that you don't like how players move as much as they do. Yes. I, I thought about that earlier and that we were going to bring this up. Yeah. That's a star that stayed forever. And you're not even considering him a superstar. I, well, again, if he had I gotten, have tons of respect for Dirk. tons of respect I don't for consider him. Paul Pierce a superstar either. I guess, I guess, wouldn't you rather be the superstar, though? Would you rather be LeBron or Paul Pierce? Well, you could be a superstar and be at home. Like, Kevin Durant be... was a superstar in OKC. I don't know. I think... I to think to Kobe... give context, we had a debate. Uh, we were. I was saying that I had more respect for players that win less and stay true to their franchise uh, than players that leave and win more championships. So, for instance, I, I don't... Like, I don't think that it's hard to find the comparison, but I don't think that there's there's not an argument to be made that Paul Pierce had a, at least a shot at being equal to Dwayne Wade in his career. Uh, or actually, Dwayne Wade's a bad example because Dwayne Wade did stay with his team. I'm just saying, like, I have more respect for someone like Charles Barkley than I do Kevin Durant. I'm not arguing that Kevin Durant is. Worse than Kevin Charles Durant Barkley. Is definitely like the worst, like snake example. He's, exactly, he's the like worst. <laughs> the worst one. I'm saying I have more respect for someone like Damian Lillard who stayed in one spot and could have left and won championships and chose to stay true, um, than players like Kevin Durant that easily sold out to win titles. And I, I don't think that titles are everything for your reputation. Titles are a lot, but I don't. I just don't think they're everything. And I think that sometimes we read too much into the titles. Which is actually the case to be made for LeBron being the goat. But that's all you can also say that about Jordan, though. That he could have won more, or no, that he that's left. his entire. That's the big argument for why he's better than LeBron. Oh, he's six and zero in the finals. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, so it's not round in that sense. But di- Jordan, Jordan didn't go into the situation. Like, Jordan was with the Bulls, and then the Bulls became massive. They just did it through the draft. Yeah, but they also had the best coach in the NBA. They did. They also had, like, the second best wing player in the NBA. Right, but I'm not saying that. I I get it. Like, LeBron. They built built the Bulls. Right. The Bulls built themselves, and Michael Jordan was the helm. But, like, it's not like Michael Jordan was like, help me, please. Like, he was just like, oh, I'm going to try and score 60 and win. LeBron was like. Help me! I want to win a championship and not have to deal with anything. And the Cavs were like, "Oh yeah, we'll get you Zadrunas Ilgowski." Hey, he's a bucket. He's a right? bucket, but no. he's not winning you a championship. So I I agree, I agree that they did not do any favors for LeBron James. Th- that's not true for Kevin Durant. First off, oh no, K- yeah. KD. The no- love, love the guy. He yeah. brought us some we're chips. The Warriors fan, so you know, not going to defend him now that he's not here. <laughs> um. But I'm just saying LeBron still had to go into – actually, the only title where LeBron formed it himself is this title, potentially. And again, I don't want to jinx anything. He could still pull off a miracle, but – Hey, hey, hey. Where's the, wh- Even when LeBron knock returned knock home – Knock on wood. Where's the- That's not wood. I'm going. I'm going. Hey, hey. All right. All right. He is currently knocking on wood. He's left the studio for a moment. Okay. All right. We're back. We're um, back. But I'm saying, even when LeBron returned to Cleveland, he still joined another All-Star, you know? And he still capitalized off an already existing, built uh, machine, honestly. Not that the Cavs were great before he came. Um, so that's my whole argument, is that 
those that those that have to leave and, and LeBron LeBron is a bad example like cuz LeBron is is one of the few where he was on a team what was it for 9 years yeah. and they really didn't give him much at all i mean mo williams as a number 2 is not fair it's just not fair but there are tons of guys like ray allen did this where he had talent and he decided to go sell himself out for the championship <laughs> Andre Iguodala is another one. I could go on. Like, I don't think that Andre Iguodala... I'll come after him a little bit. I don't think that Andre Iguodala... There was an interesting meme, and it was knocking LeBron a little bit. Because it said, since 2014, there are two players that have been to the finals five straight times, that have won a finals MVP, and that have a certain amount of rings. LeBron James and Andre Iguodala. So they said, all you LeBron whatever, all you LeBron lovers... Calm down, right? My thing with that is... But, there's this, but I agree with you here. There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And LeBron, like, I guess I'm just trying to say that Andre Iguodala's championships should not count for too much in the legacy of him. You know no, what I mean? No, but that's not the... The thing is, is like, there's like a certain echelon of players you get to where it's just like everyone's unguardable. You can play the best defense in the world, and you're still getting 30 dropped on you. Yeah. You can be Kawhi, and you're still getting 30-piece. Yep. When you get to that echelon of players, you can't really argue who's more skillful anymore because it's all up to interpretation. So you kind of have to use championships in order to measure greatness. And I'm not saying it's the only thing. Not right. at all. But I'm saying it, it holds Cause more I, cause weight. I think the better yeah. player you are. Because I think we both agree Bill Russell is not in the conversation. No, because he's playing scrubs. Right. He's playing scrubs, and it matters. Yeah, he had yeah. M- more talent around him. You know, all these things matter. Um, he's a player coach. Yeah, I know. Uh, so that goes back to a conversation that we've had. Got pretty heated a little while ago um, about championships and, you know, respect for players. Because there is a sound argument for for players leaving franchises and I don't think it's I don't think it's bad. I don't think if if your team like a LeBron move, I mean LeBron could have gone to a different team and done something a little bit uh more competitive in my eyes, but there's nothing wrong with a player wanting to leave a team that hasn't done him much. But I think what we're seeing now is players bailing early, you know, on organizations that drafted them and developed them and took a shot on them and then just leaving them. Um, just to go win a cheap title, and that's that's all I'm trying to criticize, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, we should t- we should talk. Uh, how how long have we gone? <laughs> Here, ch- yeah, oh, it's only been twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about Lakers Heat, just yes, really just quickly. Heat. There's not too much to talk about. I don't see the Heat winning this. I think no, I yeah. Don't. Especially this they, game could be they over tonight. The, they did the extra Mamba jerseys are being worn tonight, so it's like, oh, yeah, oh, you're really going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trophies in the building. I mean, it would be miraculous. I don't know if Goran Dragic's gonna make a big difference. Is he playing? Tonight? I don't think the Heat. It's funny because uh, I don't know if he's playing tonight. He's playing. He, he's playing. he had a serious injury. Bam's probably playing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Heat have proven that the underdogs, them as underdogs, can do a lot. So I'm not ever going to count the Heat out 
as a Celtics fan, I mean, you guys have heard me rant about the Heat. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, Ricky was actually upset that the Heat won against the Celtics, and he hates the Celtics. Um, you want to explain why? Because you just thought they matched up better. Refresh my memory. I think you said that because you thought the Celtics had at least more talent, and oh, they matched yeah, I up did. better. I did think that. So I thought that. You know, the NBA definitely has their own inner workings where they set up teams to beat each other. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I think that the Celtics-Lakers would have been an incredible final series. I was I was kind of mad that the Celtics lost because, you know, that's a classic rivalry matchup. Yeah. That's a rivalry. I thought that the Celtics had more talent to stack up against the Lakers' talent. And it would have been interesting to see Jason Tatum playing LeBron again in the playoffs. Especially yeah. with a more developed Tatum and a different and a better team that LeBron has. Yeah. Do you think that do you think that Celtics team could have taken him six or seven? I definitely do. Just because I think that for one thing, I think every team that the Heat played counted the Heat out. Yeah, I know. And I, I think that LeBron is probably the first team that's probably or the the first player telling his team like we're we're finishing this today. Like, I know, and if you look at um, the total amount of time uh, each team was winning in the Celtics Heat series, the Celtics were winning for the majority yeah. of the series actually, because the Celtics would be up in games. It, it would make me so out. angry. You guys would just come out in the, flat, right? In the fourth quarter, or or if it would hit us in the third, yeah, and then we'd have a complete dud of a third quarter, and then it would be too too far, you know. Too much to come back from. Out of sync already, and it's just like not right. Then they start panicking, and then it's just a it's a snowball. Um, And even in the games we won, like there was a we won. I think it was game three, and we like barely hung on at the end. And I I talked about this. The Celtics had a big problem this year of taking their their foot off the gas way too early in games. You know, six minutes in the fourth quarter on a twelve point lead is not the time to stop being aggressive, and I think that leads to a lot of it. Um, but again, yeah, we didn't have Hayward healthy. Kemba wasn't hundred percent. Danny Ainge talked about that. So I don't think the Celtics need to make a lot of moves. We were going to talk about trade rumors today too. Um, the Celtics have been involved in a lot of trade rumors. I don't think trading Gordon Hayward might make sense. Yeah. It's but, sad. Cause I felt like he could have done so much more for you guys. If he didn't break his ankle the first game. I was so upset when that happened. Like I really feel like that's that really took a hit on what his career could have been. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's just like hitting his prime. And then after that, he was put in a situation where the Celtics hit big on those draft picks and brought in a onslaught of wings, and he kept getting hurt. And then these wings just got better. Right, got better, improved, and now he's like the third wing option. And it's honestly incredible that he still put up eighteen a game. And shot well, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just kind of a shame what happened to Gordon Hayward. I was so excited when we had Kyrie before we knew that he was a team destroyer. <laughs> and uh, when we had Kyrie, Gordon at the three, and then Al at the five, I was like, wow, this could be this could be the team, you know. And uh, that first game, first game, that all kind of crumbled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, t- it was tough. You guys took the Cavs too. But anyway, I I saw I saw trade rumors today that they're going to trade Kemba for Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that's dumb. That's a horrible. Idea. Yeah, horrible idea. I don't think the Celtics need to do a whole lot. You know, 
No, I think. I don't know. I think just Brown maybe needs to get a more consistent jumper. I think I think he dudded a lot in the the conference finals. Yeah. So the Celtics do need to get a shooter, a pure shooter. Yeah. People were talking about go, going and getting like JJ Redick, which is not a bad idea. That's a, that's a good locker room guy too. Right, and they they have three or three or four first round draft picks. They could get a uh, a shooter there too. Uh, but they need someone for pure shooting because even off the bench, like Brad Wanamaker, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, not guys that are great shooters. Thinking about it, actually. Marcus Smart, even not a great shooter. Uh, Marcus Smart, yeah. Grant. Semi Ojale, not a great shooter. None of those guys were great shooters. We yeah. need a shooter. That was, that was another one of my problems with this Lakers team is like a lot of the guys that were there for shooting don't hit as much as they should. Yeah. No, Danny Green, I don't know what's going on with him. Because he's, he's supposed to be that guy. I hated him last year. He was the guy. He was finals Danny Green. Yeah. I remember finals Danny Green from 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. He's, he was a sniper. Yeah, I don't know Quick what happened. Scoper. He just decided, hey, I'm playing for LeBron. I'm going to suck. But, I mean, here he goes. Probably about to win his third title on, a thir- on three different teams. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So... Maybe maybe there's his defense. I guess is still good, but it is weird that the guy that was supposed to be their sniper is not their sniper, and it's also just weird seeing LeBron not on a team with shooters. <laughs> yeah, like, that's if AD couldn't space the floor, that wouldn't work out. No, know. yeah, I think the the Lakers would be in a little bit of trouble there. Um, but any other trade rumors we want to talk about before we move on? Just like I, Paul George. Do you think the Clippers should trade Paul George? Depends what they could get for him. I think the thing is with Paul George, his selling point is going to be very low. See, that's, I don't think you should trade him at all. I think this is a really weird circumstance this year, and Paul George was going through things with the bubble and depression and stuff like that. and uh, He just g- – give it time. Like, <laughs> you were one game away from the Western Conference Finals. I, I don't even think they should have fired Doc Rivers. I think everyone's yeah. freaking out. Paul George started struggling a little bit in the playoffs, which he doesn't normally I mean, do. I mean, they definitely should have given Doc time to rebound from this. Yes, they should have given him one more year. Because like you can't, you can't sign two new superstars and expect chemistry to build like that. Exactly. Even the Miami Heat yeah, lost they, to Dirk. They lost. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's just it made no sense to me that they just they shipped him out the door, especially when Doc's won with stars before. Which is incredibly rare, uh, and he had he's been in the playoffs a lot. He's got a lot of winning teams. I I just was shocked by that. We'll see how he does in Philly. Um, but do you think like, uh, do you think the Bucks do anything? Yeah. Um, Bucks do anything trade wise? I think the I think the Warriors are gonna get Giannis. Okay. Guys, just so you get some context, I am ever since Giannis got. Absolutely flustered by the heat. Absolute, his team got absolutely savaged. I think he's going to come to Golden State. Literally, I've only heard one rumor about that, so I've just been sticking on it. But it's currently, annoying. I'm speaking it into existence. First podcast back, I am declaring Giannis Antetokounmpo will be a warrior in 2021. All right, we'll stick, we'll stick it to him when he's wrong, completely wrong. And I that think that if Giannis goes to the Warriors, uh, that would ruin Giannis. 
all the image and put him right there with Kevin Durant in terms of snakeness. So I think that that's not going to happen. But we will see. Both are long and skinny like a snake. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the NFL, why don't we? Uh, a lot's happened in the NFL. There was a game last night uh, between the Bucks and the somehow great uh, Chicago Bears. Bears really need to pick like whether they're going to be good or bad. <laughs> like I really just I can't tell. I really can't tell. Nick Foles again got the best of Tom Brady. Uh, don't understand it. Uh, very strange game. Very defensive game. That didn't surprise me as much as uh, just Tom Brady kind of not. Or maybe it wasn't Tom as much as the line. Do you think the line th- was? atrocious so do you think that was on tom or do you think that was on the line more his line definitely got absolutely that was right that was the first time i'd actually seen him kind of sell players out in the post in the post game he was mad yeah he was he he was talking about like all the penalties and obviously it was the lineman getting the penalties you see that video where max Sachs brady wall being simultaneously blocked by his rookie tackle werfs and then after sacking him throws werfs with one arm. Just throws him like a baby. <laughs> I did not see that, actually. It was, it was disgusting. It really? Was crazy. Yeah. Mac so, is an animal. That Bears defense is no joke. Um, but the Bucks didn't look great. Rob Gronkowski looked hobbled. Oh, dude, he, just, he just looks old. He does. Yeah. He, I don't... You can't come back to football like that without, like, giving yourself, like, a year to get back in shape, I feel like. Like, yeah. the time he... Because, like, he waited for time. I mean, I bet he was working out. It's not the same. Yeah, you got to be hitting people. Football is, like, one of those sports where I think if you're not, like, actively preparing for it year-round, you're either just going to be average or, like... Yeah. Like, you're just not going to be in good a shape as, like, actual players that are working out, like, all year. Like, stars, I don't know. No, I think that's that's pretty legit. I mean, we're seeing it right now, too. Like, people are getting hurt more yeah. because... Just no preseason. They're just not in shape. Now, I will say that uh, preseason, people get hurt a lot, too. There, there were problems with preseason. So, uh, people getting hurt in preseason is not an issue anymore. Yeah. Which is a good thing. But, again, it's to have no kind of on-ramp is just tough with a sport like football. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, let's go around the league for a minute. Uh, I'll just look at some of the games from last week that we can, we can react on. Some of it maybe. Forward. I cannot believe that the the Cardinals lost to the Panthers. Uh, Cardinals lost to the Panthers. I cannot believe that happened. That is shocking. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is kind of worrying me because you know he's on my fantasy team and I reached I reached for him. <laughs> you did, but I mean he didn't. Four, uh, three, three passing touchdowns. Well, the problem the problem right now is. Here's what here's what I think. I have nothing to support this, but this is what I believe. They're the air raid offense, right? And obviously, Cliff Kingsbury has edited his college offense scheme to fit the NFL better with more running. Yeah. We know that the Cardinals have a bad O-line. Yep. This year, Kyler Murray's yards per attempt are down from last year. Part of it, I think, is because they use Hopkins in their scheme as like a short route to medium route runner while they have Isabella and Christian Kirk running the deep routes. Mm-hmm. My concern 
is that they don't have any pocket time to have these deep routes develop. That's why. DeAndre so they're throwing more deep routes this year? No, 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 they're not. And I think that's what's hurting Kyler Murray's game stats. But it's the same line as last year, right? Well, they added a rookie right tackle, a left tackle. Yeah. But like. It's essentially the essentially same. Essentially the same line. But they didn't have success last year. Yeah, but I also think that's. They got DeAndre Hopkins, who can run all of these short routes and whatnot. And adding a tackle does help. Yeah, it's a tackle. It adds something it's in the It's the most mix. important line position. And I assume, yeah. I don't know who exactly they got, but... Uh, Andrew Thomas? I just... Yeah. I don't understand... Uh, he went to the Giants, I'm pretty sure. Who... So your concern is that... My concern is that... They're, is they're there, trying... They want to throw the deep ball, but they don't have time to throw the deep ball. They don't have time, and I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury is... I don't know if he can come up with this with a West Coast scheme. I think that Cliff Kingsbury, the only his thing is designing a vertical passing scheme. Because Christian Kirk hasn't been doing much. Exactly, and he had a great season last year. He did. Now, obviously, you're going to take a step back. I don't think that getting the ball to DeAndre Hopkins is bad, and I think I don't think it is either. But I also think that I don't. I feel like they're not going to succeed if they run the West Coast. See, I think this game is more about the Panthers doing well. Like, Teddy Ridgewater is a good quarterback. Uh, he's not a great quarterback, but he's good enough. And he had a good game, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, but wasn't... Mike Davis went off in this game. I think it's oh, a little no, they more... They didn't get a tackle. They got Isaiah Simmons. They did. So they didn't address their line. So... Wow. I think it's a little more on their defense. I mean, the Panthers scored 31 points... With a backup running back. A little inexcusable. I don't know. My, my thing is, though, is like... You should be putting up a little more points against, against the worst run defense. You sh- certainly should be rushing the ball more. Kenyon Drake having 13 carries for 35 yards against the Carolina run defense, that's not good. It's atrocious. So that, I think, is more your concern, right? I think the bigger concern for you is that the Cardinals become one-dimensional. And that if they can't run the ball because their line's too weak, they're going to have to throw and defenses can prepare for that. That, I think, is the bigger worry. Um, I mean, they lost... I want to say they lost to the Lions the week before, too. Did they? Yeah. See, I I took the Cardinals this week. See, the thing is, is like a lot of people They did lose to the Lions. A lot of people thought the Cardinals were going to be really good this year. Again, the Lions are not as bad as people think they are. Their defense is terrible. Their defense is atrocious. It's terrible. Their offense is good, and they were a competitive team last year. Until Matthew Stafford got hurt, they were a competitive team. They went toe-to-toe with the Saints. And they got Kenny Galladay back in this game. So Matt Stafford had Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, Marvin Jones, all to throw the ball to. And Adrian Peterson's doing well as that running back one. Uh, their defense is bad, but it's not that bad. Uh, they have Jeff Okuda. They have Deron Harmon from the Patriots. I didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> um, so... They have some pieces. Tavai, they have. I, I'm looking. I'm just looking at their roster. Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. I mean, they're not good. They're not good by any means. No. But let's look at Kyler. Ah, Kyler had a bad game there. He did. Yeah. 270 yeah, yards. I'm, I'm worried that Kyler's regressing. I'm also worried that his height is actually affecting him significantly. Why do you say the height? I feel like he gets a lot of balls back. Does he? And I also feel like sometimes he struggles seeing over his line. Maybe. That could be. That could be. We don't know. 
I mean, think about it. If you're 5'10 and your linemen are all uh, six foot plus and they're standing to block you, can you see through the middle of the field? Yeah. It's going to be tough. Might be a little tough. Um, let's look at some other games for a minute. Uh, so the Niners. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm the, the Niners. I'm mad about, but like, what can you do when you have so many injuries? I know, I know that the Eagles. So this is my bold take. I think Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL. D- Dan- do you think I'm Dan- wrong? Daniel Jones. Daniel ah, Jones? Ah, hold on. Let's. I don't think it's Carson Wentz. I think he's had a bad season. I don't think he's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. So Dwayne Haskins, I, would, I think you can make an argument for. I would for. rather have Wentz than Kirk Cousins. Ooh. I would much rather have Wentz than Kirk Cousins. Oh, I don't know, man. We've watched him. He literally came through the ball. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are going off right now. Have you seen what the Eagles receivers have been doing? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I hate Kirk Cousins. We've we've known this. Yeah, you do hate Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but it makes no sense. Like I don't. I just even feel like Kyle Rudolph's pulling off insane always, catches. He, last year, Kirk Cousins had two of the best receivers, two top ten receivers, I'd say. Right. Mm-hmm. And a top five running back. Although Adam Thielen actually got hurt, pretty sure. Did he? Yeah, I think he only played like six games last year. If that's the case, I don't know. I thought he was fine. No, no, he definitely got hurt. I know okay. Adam Thielen got hurt last year. I, I, I do, just, I do, I, I, know, I see I what like, you're saying. He's I feel had like more Kirk help. Cousins has always been surrounded by solid talent, and he's failed to do anything with it. I agree. I mean, didn't the Vikings go on a crazy tear last year, though? The farthest the Vikings have gone with that talent is with Case Keenum. Really? So, 2019. Uh, he played 10 games until he got hurt. So, he did have him for a chunk of the season. He did. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I just would rather I have just, Kirk Cousins I, than I would. If we're not looking at stats, I would rather have Carson. I think he's a bigger quarterback, bigger arm. I think he's younger. Mm-hmm. He's also younger. My thing with Kirk Cousins is, like, he's not even a great thrower of the football, and he can't do anything else. Yeah, he's not a great at runner, least, but neither is Carson. Carson can run better than Kirk. I, I get, I and mean, he has more arm arm power or throw power, like arm talent. He can fit the ball into tighter windows, I would say. Last year, he— I haven't seen it so far Last, last year, year in the last game of the season, he threw rollout, back-of-the-end-zone throw to Miles Sanders— that's, I'm telling you, it's a th- there are throws Carson Wentz makes that Kirk Cousins could not okay. if he tried. So, I I agree that also the Eagles receiving core has been pretty banged up usually. But who else would you take? So Dwayne Haskins, I think you can make an argument for, but he's now been benched. Uh, Sam Darnold, pff, I I don't. Well, now he's I'd, injured, so. I I mean yeah. yeah, like Sam Darnold's hurt now, but also he is the worst possible team. I don't fault that guy, like. I think I'd rather. The have Eagles actually have a pretty I'd good O line too. Carson Wentz over Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I had Zach Ertz this year, and I just, I traded him away <laughs> because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing from Carson Wentz. He, it just to me, it seems like he's dropping back, and he looks at one player, and if that player is not open, he just runs, and that's not something you want to see because I don't think he's blindingly quick. He's not a Lamar Jackson. I think I think he's afraid because the injuries. The injuries 
His receipt, his team's banged up. It's always banged up. The injuries plus his O line being as injured as it is. Yeah, but hold on. In the first couple of games, he had first couple of games, he had a full receiving core. Actually, the only one that he got, he didn't come into the season. Though, he had with Rager the full uh, O line. I guess Andre, Lane Johnson. They just got Andre Dillard at left tackle and then moved Jason Peters to guard. Dillard got hurt. Then Peters, who replaced him at tackle again after being moved back to guard, got hurt. So let's and I'm pretty sure, years. don't quote me on it though, I think Lane Johnson's hurt. He is. Lane Johnson, but Lane Johnson was there for the beginning games. That's what I'm saying though. Both of their tackles are hurt. And the replacement for one of their tackles is hurt. Yeah. So they don't have a complete... I, their injuries are going crazy. I'm Carson Wentz, I am terrified to be in that pocket. <sighs> Dude, there are a lot of... I mean, you lost... Okay. This is week one. He lost to the Washington football team through Dude. two picks when he had Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager. Like, he, got, he had the most QB hits that week. Though. Right, but it also matters the time you have the ball. And I what I saw in that game was Carson rolling, dropping back. He also dropped back 42 times, a lot of times, and held the ball a lot. Like, And when you have Dallas Goddard and— I also think that's why he's scrambling a lot now. Maybe. I mean, and I guess they didn't have too much of a run game in this, but he had Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Sanders was hurt week one. He too. was hurt week one, but they had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz on the end, two tight end system, and you had Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager in for that game. You can't lose that. You cannot lose that game to the Washington football team. Like, I just – I think that's a that's just a horrible loss. Dwayne Haskins <laughs> didn't even need to outplay him. I mean – 178 and the touchdown was all he needed. Yeah. Uh, let's go to let's go to the week after. Eagles lost. They got absolutely annihilated by the Rams. Carson Wentz had 240 yards and two picks. That was his line. Oh, he did have a 70-yard rushing touchdown. But see, like he's, I will say he's he looks like he's regressed and he looks like he's afraid to play football. Yeah, I yeah I don't think you're gonna argue that he's a great quarterback. So we're kind the of on the same. His last there. season, I was arguing that. I know, dude. <laughs> I, I just he's he's gone down. I I think it's undisputed at this point that he's a bottom five quarterback. Um, so let's let's go to week four again. See, is there anything else that sticks out to us? I mean, we we knew the Chiefs were gonna win that game. Uh, Eagles we touched on Packers Falcons can't get it together I don't know what to do with that team I mean Falcons look lost Do you fire Dan Quinn? You fired Dan Quinn two seasons ago Yeah really I mean I don't know how that guy still has his job They keep losing these games Where Matt Ryan throws for like 300 yards And three touchdowns I think Dan Quinn's a defensive coach Really? Yeah Oh god like he's not the one doing their offense. Oh my God. Okay. Well then. I want to say he was like the Seahawks defensive coordinator. Let's look it up. Yeah. Let me see. Dan Quinn. Before coaching. Or I'll say Dan Quinn resume. Would that work? Or I said before Falcons. Okay. So. NFL. He ga- he began his coaching uh, career with the San Francisco 49ers yeah. as the defensive quality control coach. 
then spent six years coaching the defensive line for the Niners. Uh, and then he did that with various teams. Then he joined the Seattle Seahawks and served as the defensive coordinator. Called that. Uh, Was he the Legion of Boom coordinator? Wait a minute, wait a minute. He joined the Seahawks, but also served as the defensive coordinator for the Florida Gators during their 2011 before returning to the Seahawks to replace Gus Bradley, head coach, uh, as the top assistant coach. Yeah. In Queen's first season as defensive coordinator, he definitely was. Yeah, Legion of Boom. He was absolutely the Seahawks defensive coordinator. So that guy's got to be gone. I mean, good God. Well, no, I mean, he, I, well, no, he does. I'm sorry. It <laughs> sounded weird when I said it like that, but he needs to be gone from the Falcons. But how do you, how do you come up with the Legion of Boom defensive scheme and then just suck? Yeah, I mean, it's like Adam Gase. He's the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning. Doesn't he have, and uh, now he's horrible. He's Keanu Neal, too, doesn't he? Yeah, Keanu Neal. He had another linebacker whose name I'm forgetting. Vic Beasley. <laughs> just Vic Beasley led the league in sacks, I want to say, one, at one point. That's pretty black and white. The, honestly, a lot of this stuff I'm not surprised with. Uh, Browns beating the Cowboys. The Cowboys are... Uh, I the Browns are going to beat the Cowboys. Didn't expect that kind of game, though. Oh, no. I uh, Just a completely... <laughs> just a complete savaging without Nick Chubb. No, yeah, no defense was played in that game There's, at all. Hey, Odell, Odell brought me to victory. I know, I know. Three touchdowns. Oh, God. Uh, Texans are 0-4. Yeah, they fired Bill O'Brien. Good move, bad move, what do you think? They should have they should have fired Bill O'Brien so long ago. Two years like, ago, I yeah. Why, I don't know why, like, these coaches still have jobs. Like I know, I know. Uh, Bill O'Brien... We, I think we have universal agreement that that was absolutely the right move. Like, I get he's he's from the Belichick coaching tree, and he's won, but that he, doesn't. Yeah. What is that? He's literally like he's got like four division titles. Lost the locker room, playing in the worst division. So like, it doesn't even really mean anything. Like, do they play in the worst division? I'd say the the AFC South is a pretty. Let me see. You got what the Texans, the Jaguars. AFC South, Titans, Colts, and Jaguars. Recently, I'd say they've gotten better. Pretty easy. Historically, not a good division. Recently, they have improved. Uh, AFC West is pretty easy, too. The Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers. Honestly, the AFC and the whole, like, Dolphins, Jets. AFC is not very competitive, actually. But the thing is, is, like, They'll have, like, less good teams, but they'll have, like, the Super Bowl-caliber teams. Look at the NFC West. Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Niners are in last. I know. (laughs) NFC North, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions, and I'm a pro-Lions guy. Like the whole NFC, honestly. Buccaneers, Saints. The NFC South got stronger. Oh, yeah, Yeah. and Panthers are playing well, so... Falcons are at the bottom there, but and then the NFC East is just garbage. Garbage. God, that's just <laughs> the Eagles won their first game of the season last week and jumped to first place in the division. How many uh, people before would argue that the NFC East was the best division in football? Yeah, I I don't know what those people <laughs> are thinking. Uh, good God. Um. Oh, anyway, man. I want to get into my picks for this week. Let me get them out. I th- hold on, let me see if I can remember. Picks for this week are... Yeah, I got you. Uh, Cardinals minus seven is one of them. I know that for a fact. Um, I also took Colts minus one over the Browns. 
and then I took uh, Giants plus eight and a half over Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, let me just explain the reasoning. I don't see the Cardinals losing their third straight game. Especially to the Jets. Right. To the New York Jets, who now don't have a starting quarterback. A banged up Le'Veon Bell coming off IR. I I can see everything going right. I can see them winning this game by 21 points. I think that's a lock. Cardinals minus seven. Uh, Then the Giants, Cowboys. So Giants, I just like this for the spread. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. But I could easily see this being a 29-23 Cowboys win. I think that the Giants are also going to come to play a little bit. Because A, somehow that division is still up for grabs. So there is incentive. Um, And B, if there's any kind of game where Daniel Jones and some of those pieces get on track, it's going to be against the Dallas Cowboys defense. So I can see this game being even like 34-28 Dallas. And I could see this game being close. Um. So I'm just I'm gonna take the eight and a half. I don't like the Giants as a football team, but I think they can cover this. Um, yeah, my thing is I think that they got embarrassed by the Browns last week, and in the last ten years, I don't think anyone's ever said that. I know, I know. So I think I think that Dak comes out on fire, and I think Zeke comes out hungry. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they have a good team. I I I do think that this is one of the more risky options. But I mean, um, with that with that. Atrocious defense. I I like the over heads after that. Right, right. I just think the Giants can get back on track, and I think the Cowboys are going to score their points. But I think that that Daniel Jones actually is a good game, and it's somewhere in like the thirty four to you know thirty four thirty one win or something like that. Um, and then my last one was Colts over Browns. I just don't see the Browns going four and one. Uh, now I just I know the Colts lost like. Marlon Mack, but uh, Philip Rivers. He's looked really bad. Philip. Yeah. He has. He's just I bad. I just haven't loved how Baker's looked really. I think that the Cowboy game was a big confidence booster for Philip. Really. Even though he didn't do fucking anything. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, he, he's. He's in his hometown for one thing. He's from Texas. Yeah. They're three and one for the first time. So I didn't look at the Browns game. Did Chubb and like Kareem do a lot, and then Odell Kareem, got a rushing. Kareem Hunt definitely got a lot. Odell, the thing is, is like one of Odell's touchdown passes came, came from, from Jarvis Landry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did see that. So what did Baker have as a, as a line? Honestly, like, he had, I, like it's classic two hundred yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So this is this is what's concerning, right? Like. If your team is finding ways for you to win, despite your quarterback, it's actually the sign of a big problem. And it's it's the sign of a good coach, but a bad quarterback. Yeah. And I just, I don't, that doesn't give me much confidence heading into a team against the Colts, who are not great, like they're not a great team, but can I see the Browns getting complacent this week, going up 3-1, I can fill up Rivers, 1-3, and, and Phillip Rivers is a veteran quarterback, I can definitely see that happening. Gonna be a good game, but that's that's where I stand. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's just gonna be Christian Ponder. Could be, it could be. That's crazy. I think that the team around him's a little too good for that, but yeah. But also, like that year that AP, that year that AP went off, like I don't know. I mean, true, anyone, he had a big run game. The, anyone can go to the playoffs now. <laughs> anyone. 
Especially in the NFC North. You think about a pay- Peyton NFC Manning East. played like Rex Grossman in the the Super Bowl back when he was a Colt. Did he really? Yeah, because the Bears' defense. <laughs> Rex Grossman. The Bears really have always had a good defense, haven't they? Makes no sense. Yeah, they have Brian Urlacher in that crew. And then um, they just they also got Julius Peppers at one point. Wasn't Julius and Peppers on that? Grid was like, here, have Khalil Mack. <laughs> just have him. Just take him. Julius definitely was ah, It's really hard to get a good pass rusher. Ah. Man, that's shocking. But um, yeah. Anyway. One more topic before we finish. Yeah. Do you have a game in mind, or? I was gonna say, do you want to talk about Justin Herbert? Yeah. So you want to go into some fantasy? Yeah. Uh, well, this is kind of this is a good segue because Herbert, in general, like for football and for fantasy. My um, my thing with Herbert is just. He's really better than I thought he was going to be. Like, I thought he was going to be... First off, I never thought he was going to play this season. Herbert? Anyway, if you had told me that Herbert was going to start this season... Yeah, I mean, the way he started, too, is Yeah, like... I mean, okay, like, if you told me he was going to start because Tyrod got hurt, I guess it's believable. Yeah. The way he got hurt, I would not believe that. <laughs> Stabbed in the lung by a doctor. <laughs> you could get sued for malpractice for that, No. Uh, yeah, there was a couple doctors that came out and said how, like, common it is. Like, it doesn't, it's not crazy uncommon, apparently, for that kind of injection. Just trying to save themselves. But it could be, it could be. I mean, (laughs) that's pretty bad. And especially for Tyrod Taylor, who now lost his job permanently because a doctor punctured him in the lung when it was supposed to be, like, a relief injection. Like, that's, that's a tough couple weeks for Tyrod. It's so, uh, it's so bad. That sucks. So, our sympathies are with you, Tyrod. But uh, but I can't believe I. Just the way he went toe to toe with Brady last week, and yes, they lost. But like that's happened a lot. They went toe to toe with Mahomes, and they yeah. lost. You know, he hasn't won yet. But like, if but if but I agree with you. Fan, I agree. I'm, I'm happy. Fan, I'm happy. Yes, yeah. and as an Austin Eckler owner, I'm also happy. Yeah. And as a Joshua uh, Kelly owner, I'm happier. Right. <laughs> I hate you. All right, so that's a good segue. So let's get into some fantasy. So uh, for the show, we always do controversial start sits and potential trade targets and people that we want to trade away. So let's start with the starts. So obviously I told you I was big on the Giants this week. Not big on the Giants, but I see their offense coming back to life. I think Devontae Freeman, if you can pick him up, pick him up. I might start him, honestly. The reason I say that is because He's only been there for two weeks, and he hasn't done much. The first game, he had, like, five carries. The second game, he had, like, 11 carries. I could see it being somewhere in the 14 to 15 carry range. And I think that this is a defense where he could actually find the end zone and get some yards. So, if if you have Devontae Freeman, I don't think it's a terrible idea to play him. That being said about Darius Slayton, too. Darius Slayton is incredibly boom or bust. You know, he's complete hit or miss. He could get a... 90-yard touchdown and make your week, or he could get you literally a zero-pointer and lose it. Um, But if you're going to take a chance on Darius Slayton, this is the week to do it against the Cowboys defense that routinely gives up as many scores as they do. Um, Another one is Damian Harris. I I could see I'm a little bit weary about this, but as long as Sony Michelle is out, he's playable. They they did put him on IR. Who, Sony? Yeah. Yeah. So, as long as Sony is out, I think Damian Harris is a playable person. 
I do think that it wouldn't be impossible for this, him to actually walk away with that job. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah. My thing with Michelle is, like, before he got hurt, he just had his first 100-yard game of the season. Also, never trust a Patriots running back. I know. It's tough to trust unless the Patriots running backs. Unless their name's Cam Newton. Right. Yeah. Cam Newton's going to get his touchdowns. He basically is a running back. I mean, I drafted Sony Michelle, and I already dropped him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there, but, I mean, 17 carries for 100 yards, that's pretty pretty darn good. And they actually gave him the ball a lot. And in a non like in a PPR league, I wouldn't be thrilled. In a non PPR league, he does hold a little bit of value, so it's worth it's worth taking a shot with him if you were running out of options. Johnu Smith's another one. He's playing the Bills. I I like him. I think AJ Brown's still banged up. I think Ryan Tannehill looks to the middle of the field more now. I'm not crazy big on uh, Tennessee wideouts in general. I just don't trust that offense for wide receivers in fantasy too much. But Johnny Smith, I think, could be real. Do you think that? I think that Johnny Smith has. I liked him a lot in the playoffs last year, just because he was catching a lot of balls over people, making yeah. <laughs> making some he, crazy he's plays, making some athletic catches, and I just my with Tennessee, you got you have to realize that Derrick Henry is always going to be the number one, and like I guess like. That, yeah. But again, yeah, middle of the field, That's short it. to yeah. Janu. Uh, yeah, yeah, because A.J. Brown's hurt still, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Let's look at it really quickly just to make sure. Do you have it up, actually? You want to type in? Uh, Brown, yeah. He could be questionable, so I don't know. He might be like a game-time decision or something. But I don't know. I don't see Johnny Smith disappearing when A.J. Brown comes back either. So... Not a, so not a bad not a bad tight end to grab. My last start also is Christian Kirk. Again, I was saying that this could be the Cardinals where they, where they get back on track. And I think uh I hope so. A deep ball for Christian Kirk is definitely possible. So I would look to roll him out if you're if you have some injuries or some bye weeks or something like that. You agree with that? The yeah. New York Jets. Yeah, the Jets aren't covering anything. Pretty state pretty straightforward. So Christian Kirk's another person that I think you may want to take a shot with. Um, as for the sits, uh, this is very controversial, but I think you might want to sit Joe Mixon. Really? The, the reason I say that is because, well, one, he's playing the Ravens, but two, Joe Mixon hasn't necessarily, like he had a monster game last week, but he hasn't necessarily been lighting it up. Like he's not, you drafted him as like a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. He is not – I mean, he had single digits in the first three games in non-PPR. Everything we say is not PPR, just so we know. Um, but against the Ravens' defense, I can definitely see the Bengals really struggling this game, getting down, having to resort to passing. I just – I don't see Joe Mixon having a, a big role here. And I like Mixon as a player, and I want to talk more about Mixon later because I think he's actually an interesting trade target. But with this matchup, I don't think it would be crazy to – yeah. yeah, to even bench him. Like, it's tough to bench yeah, a guy like Joe Mixon, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know? And if you have a running back like, uh, you know, James Robinson or something that you can throw in, it's worth a bench. Um, next one is Melvin Gordon. A uh, couple reasons. I think the matchup's bad, but uh, you want to check the matchup real quick for the Broncos? 
Now, Melvin Gordon's done really well. The issue with Melvin Gordon is that Philip Lindsay comes back, right? Mm. So I just – I don't trust him. I, I traded him away this year for this reason. I, I don't trust running backs in splits. Oh, and they're playing the Patriots? Yeah, against the Patriots front, front seven. Thank you. No-brainer bench. Do not start Melvin Gordon. I don't think you want any part of that. He also isn't going to contribute as much in the passing game anymore. I just – uh, he's a per- he's a person that you should trade away too, honestly. I have a start, actually. You have a start, okay? Hunter Henry. Hey, Hunter Henry, my latest trade acquisition. The Saints have been really bad against the tight end this year. Classically, rookie quarterbacks love to throw to their tight end, and Hunter Henry has definitely not done anything in the beginning of the season, and he's a tight end that's not going to just continue to do nothing. Yeah, and I mean, the reason I traded for him too is because. He's actually got yards more than most tight ends oh, usually Hunter, get. I had Hunter Henry last year. He's a great, great tight end. He's a top top 10 tight end. Yeah. Easily. Um, 73 but yards, 83 yards, first 50. Like, those are... I think, I think against the Saints... He could find the end zone. I think he'd get two touchdowns. Wow. Okay. I like it. I, I think two touchdowns. All right. We'll put it in the... We'll put it on the board, even though we don't have a board. We'll put it somewhere, and we'll see if that's correct. Um, two touchdowns for Hunter Henry. I hope you're right because I'm excited about him this week. Um, so, so Melvin Gordon, we said, Joe Mixon, we said we don't like. Zach Ertz is another one <laughs> just because I traded him away. I don't like it. I don't like what I'm seeing in Philadelphia. I just – I don't even know who he's playing. It might not even be uh, – it might not even be someone bad. I'm going to go find out right now. But – if it's anyone me- – oh, I think it's Pittsburgh. If it's anyone mediocre or better, I don't like it. I mean, especially right now yeah, where – Yeah, playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. So Devin Bush is going to be on him. Big problem, number one. Big problem, number two. Carson Wentz doesn't throw him 50-50 balls anymore. That's what I've been seeing at least. Don't understand that. TJ Watt is going to savage that O-line. Dude, <laughs> problem number three. He's the only healthy receiver. They're going to double him. So, Zachary, I just don't – I don't like it. I don't feel confident in that play. If you have someone – uh, if you have someone that you can play there, like a Tanyan or something, or even Gronk, Gronk may have even have more points. I mean, you can't do that anymore. Uh, no, Gronk, Gronk definitely. He had five last night. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not saying go with Gronk over Ertz for the rest of the year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. at least for this week, I, I could see Ertz completely dunning out like he did last week again. Um. So let's see. C.D. Lamb. You may disagree with me, because I think he's got a pretty good matchup. Oh, the Giants, yeah. He also, I feel like he's the Cowboys are looking to him more. Like, like I think Dak is like, oh, I don't have to like just throw it to Amari Cooper the entire time. Like, so this is my worry. I don't think C.D. Lamb is going to be as good as people are saying. I I do think. I do think that he has some value, but there's just too many weapons for me to love. And I could see him being a guy that just, like it, a Darius just Slayton. Fade, just fades into the receiving core. Yeah, like Michael Gallup could easily go off. Amari Cooper could go off. Dak could have a huge running game. Zeke could have a huge running game. It could be CD. Whoever tight end Schwartz. might just get targeted yeah, what's his on name? 10 drags. We don't... Dalton Schultz. Right. There's <laughs> First of all, the, the Cowboys offense has been firing on all cylinders. And CeeDee Lamb has done good, but it hasn't been great. And I'm not saying that's a knock on him. 
there's just too many weapons for me to love. If we assume that the Cowboys' offense is going to calm down a little bit, which is a fair assumption, I don't, I don't see Ceedee Lamb as someone that I'm just totally set it and forget it comfortable with. Like especially as a number, technically a number yeah. three, I could see him dutting out in this game despite a good matchup. So that's 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 why it's controversial. Um, that is I, controversial. I could I do be wrong. CD is going to score this game. You do, okay. Do. So we disagree. We disagree. We'll see what happens. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. Um, and then AJ Brown. I kind of talked about this. AJ Brown's banged up, and I just don't trust Titans wide receivers just because they're so. Derrick Henry first. Derrick Henry Worry about first. the rest later. <laughs> um, how are we doing on time? Let's so we get. In, I think it's five. Yeah, so we about at the one hour mark. Yeah. Um, perfect. So I'll just do some trade targets for you guys. So Joe Mixon is a player that I don't like this week, but I do like in the future. Uh, the reason is because Joe Mixon has had a pretty tough schedule. Now, if I go to the team, I'm pretty sure. Joe Mixon has also had some bad luck. So, obviously, he plays the Ravens this week, which is why it would be smart. So, he had Chargers. The Cleveland have a good front seven with Miles, Miles Garrett and that whole core. Um, Philly is Fletcher Cox. Still not a, he should have done better against Philly. But the one really bad defense he played, he got 36 points. So, what I would do is I'd wait. Have him dud out again. Let the hype fade have a bad game against the Ravens and then try to make a move because I like what I'm seeing in that Bengals offense. Joe Mixon is more of a pass catcher than we've seen in prior seasons. Um, and that, that offense is going to move the ball. It's going to be their defense that lets them down in a lot of games, but I see a lot more scoring opportunities for Joe Mixon. And I think that he's a very interesting trade acquisition. If you wait after Baltimore this week, because again, he hasn't returned the value of an RB two. He hasn't, uh, or a high high tier RB two, but there is hope, and I think Joe Burrow is only going to get better. I like what I'm seeing from him. I mean, we were talking about Herbert. Yeah. Joe oh, Burrow has yeah. done things I, that are you, similar. You know, I've been high on the Joe Burrow hype train. You yeah, day. you've been very high. Oh yeah. Um, and those re- receivers have been doing pretty well too. Um, hey, I just I love the rookie quarterbacks. What can I say now? <laughs> you love them. Uh, me on the other hand, I love the rookie receivers. <laughs> we'll segue into that. Justin Jefferson's definitely a guy you want to get out. Definitely was going to say. Go get him if you can. Pro Football Focus has him as the highest rated receiver in the NFL. Right. If you can get Justin Jefferson, go for it. I think he could be like the next Stephon Diggs in that offense. And again, we've seen two receivers work in that system. Oh, yeah. So you got Thielen taking away their best. Their best option, which is another reason why I think Thielen's great, by the way, is because he usually draws the better defender and still gets the same production as the two. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Justin Jefferson and my guys, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. I've just traded for these players as well. I like both of the I like both of these players if you can take shots in them just because Henry Ruggs is going to be a number one option on an offense that looks pretty good. And Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton going down for Jerry Judy opens the door. And Drew Locke's not going to be hurt forever. He has an MC sprain or whatever. He'll be back in a couple weeks. If you can wait a couple weeks on Jerry Judy, maybe he duds out a few times, make an offer. I think that's a pretty good buy-low candidate. You wouldn't have to give too much up for either of those players. 
people are frustrated with Ruggs' injury. So we'll see. Now, the, the issue with Ruggs is that he, he's not going to be a high reception guy. He's probably going to be like a deep play guy, but I think it's worth a shot. Um, uh, you agree with most of that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go. Josh Jacobs is another one. This is tough. Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think, are pretty reasonable trade targets right now. If you look at. Um, My concern with Clyde is every time he's in the goal line, he gets stopped. So, I'm going to. Yeah. So, I agree that there is a little bit of a goal line concern there. But I want to read you his matchups for the first four weeks, and it might change your mind. So, Houston, he got 20 points. Okay. 20 fantasy points. Los Angeles Chargers with Melvin Ingram healthy. Solid, solid. Defense. Really solid. Seven. Baltimore Ravens. Okay, we can just, yeah. Just 13. Okay. Still got 13. And then the New England Patriots front seven. That's why I think you might want to go in. He's had some really tough go-arounds. Like... He's going to have to play Buffalo. He doesn't have the easy schedule by any means. He's got a... You're just now seeing the schedule. I, I, just I'm like, ah. just now really looking at a schedule. Do you think Denver's a good defense or eh? Well, I mean, they lost Vaughn. Right. So I just I want to know if you think that that means that they're done. I don't... Honestly, the thing is, is like Vic Fangio, defensive defensive group. Blah, genius. Yeah, genius or guru. <laughs> I was going to say coordinator, but he's their head coach and I was like kept stopping. I was like, oh. anyways. Vic Fangio is a great coach. Great defensive schemes. They also got Bradley Chubb a couple years ago and I think that, you know, he got hurt a couple times, so Yeah. So you maybe, think that that maybe Bradley Chubb pops. Bradley Chubb can pop and then Vaughn comes back. That defense is kind of scary. Although Secondary is looking a little weak. It is. I do like Simon's. Though. But I guess that front seven is pretty solid. So if, I mean, as I'm reading this, he's going to have to play Buffalo in two weeks. He's going to have to play Denver twice. He's going to have to pay the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is a stout front seven. He's going to have to play the Chargers again. And he's going to have to play the New Orleans Saints, which has done well against the run, not well against the pass, which <laughs> didn't hurt that both their corners went down yeah. uh, the other day. But. So, I mean, that's the anti-Clyde argument. The goal line worries. And he, I just noticed that he's, he has an actually tougher um, schedule. The counter to that is you're in an offense with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You're going to score. Like, he's had some bad luck so far. I can't believe he only has one touchdown. Um, and he's still, I mean, 13, 10, The thing is, 20, I mean. Three of those games against tough matchups. I like it, generally. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs, same the same spiel is true with Josh Jacobs. He's had some bad luck. He hasn't returned on the RB1 value as of now, but he's a guy that's unquestionably going to get the goal line touches. When Henry Ruggs comes back, it's going to help the offense a little bit, maybe get things moving. A lot more, more playoffs right. and shots, yeah. Raiders are, uh, the Raiders were playing Patriots, Chiefs. They got some tough matchups in there. Um, if you can make an offer, try. You know These are guys that we know are going to be good but have low value right now. Uh, I mentioned the rookies. If you can get if you can get Austin Eckler, because uh, he's hurt, people are frustrated. See if you can find a desperate owner with Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler. Justin Herbert being named the you know the permanent starter helps Eckler's value a lot, because there was concerns there with uh, Tyrod being the starter because they were going to be like a low turnover, boring, yeah. <laughs> you know, no firework offense where you're going to run a lot, which 
like Eckler running is good. He had 19 carries for 85 yards in the first game with him. So he still had a serviceable performance, but he wasn't catching passes, and that's where you want Eckler mostly. So that's really good news. If you can try to trade for him when people are frustrated about the injury, go for it. The other one. I mean, hey, McCaffrey. We've all been trying to trade for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole <laughs> Our whole house has been trying to trade for Christian McCaffrey. But it, CC is unmovable at the moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, the last one I have on this list is Robert Tonyan. That I mean, if you you probably didn't need a trade for him, you could have just picked him up on waivers. That Packers tight end. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of hype behind him. A lot of hype. Do you think that that's going to come down? I mean, <laughs> I Devontae. Just, I, don't, I don't know anything. About I know. Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard did not play in this game. Now, so that's that's a knock, but the. The pro Tanyan argument is he went from a 57% snap share to a 59%. Basically not different. And he was performing even with Devontae. He still got a touchdown in one of those games. So I think that that's a guy that you can go get. I mean, we see this every year. Tight ends. I ended up with Mark Andrews off the waiver wire last year. If you can get him on the waiver. (laughs) Yeah. Let's think about that. So tight ends come randomly for some reason. I never. I try to never. Honestly, though, Darren Waller's another guy you oh, yeah. might want to make a move for. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he's like, a buy-low candidate at the moment. Yeah, because he's been hurt. He's been banged up. Yeah. And he had a couple of eh games, right? He didn't do well last week. Yeah, but I mean, he was hurt. He's but, hurt. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the pro-Darren Waller argument. He's projected like nine points in non-PPR yeah. among the highest for tight ends. So he's another one that you may want to make a trade for if you can. Not, you know. Gonna put too much not, not stake. Not for me though. Not yet. All right. I love Darren Waller. I saw, I saw you looking at me as you were saying trade <laughs> for Darren Waller, trying to like hypnotize me through the microphone. Hey, hey, stop! All right, don't analyze my actions. You want to trade me, Clyde? Hey. hey. <laughs> All right. Um, and then my trade away candidates. I'll breeze through these. Big bold here. Big bold take. Trade away Calvin Ridley. I still don't get that, especially with Julio hurt. But I guess you're going to say it's because Julio's coming back. Not just that. I just I, – I, I just – no receiver can do this. No receiver can do what he's been doing. And he had a goose egg last week. I, I think Julio comes back. It's over. I don't think it's over. I, it's I just – he's not going to be a wide receiver one. Like, he's not going to be elite. So if you can trade him now and get like a really good running back or a top tier receiver, I would do it. So that's that's my whole spiel there. Spiel there. Robbie Anderson's another one, kind of the same thing. I I'm not convinced that Robbie Anderson is the wide receiver one yet. Who am I? Robbie Anderson. I think DJ Moore's another one that you could trade for. Um, I I still I can still see this going back and forth. I can see DJ Moore. Getting, getting a couple of weeks where he's the guy, and then Robbie Anderson getting a couple of weeks where he's the guy. Absolutely. And right now in these first four, Robbie Anderson's... Yeah, and then once McCaffrey's there, it's just... And then no, everyone just goes to zero, and then it just goes to McCaffrey. I'm kidding, obviously. But I just I see this ebbing and flowing. I don't see it being Robbie Anderson's the bona fide one. I think they're just kind of experimenting with him a little bit. Um so he's a guy that I might want to trade away. Johnny's going to be very mad at me. I've named like three of his players. <laughs> but uh, Next, we want you to trade away Patrick Mahomes and Raheem Mostert 
and George Kittle. <laughs> now, you're not going to like this one. Hey, hey! All right. I think you should trade away Joshua Kelly. I have been exploring that. Really? Mostly it was I thought about trying to trade him to you, but I can't get the most value out of Joshua Kelly by trading him to you. Yeah. Because obviously you're not going to just let me do that. Right. So also, <laughs> also a very encouraging thing. Um, Austin Eckler has not been put on IR. And Anthony, and when they asked him about it, they're like, second opinion the other day. Yeah. Like Anthony Lynn, when was, when he was asked about it now, I still think he ends up there, but when he was asked about it, he said, he's out for next week. That's as far as we want to go. That's a sign that's saying he might beat that four to six week timetable. Yeah. I think Kelly doesn't look that great. That's the other thing is that he's a, he's fumbled since Eckler's been out. It's almost looked like he's like, holy crap, like I'm, I'm the number one. Like, yeah, and he's I'm like, just, he's, I'm just going to go run in the line. <laughs> it's looked like he's freaked out a little bit, yeah. you know? And he's left that door open, and Justin Jackson's been hurt, which is why he hasn't been in the in the swing of things. But now that he's healthy, the yeah, door's Justin open. Justin Jackson's also, like, way more efficient with his touches. Right. Makes me worried. And he's been in the system. So I would look to trade him if I'm you, see if you can get value. Because people are going to be like, right now, they're going to say, you know, oh, Austin Eckler's down. Joshua Kelly's the starter. That's in right now the timetable is four to six weeks. So for the reason of it might not be that timetable and the fact that, um, really you know, the door is kind of open on that job still. I really hope everyone in our league is not listening. Yeah, let's hope that people don't <laughs> listen to this podcast. But, oh, Uh-oh. getting a call. We were getting a call. All right. Uh, last couple here and then we'll wrap this up. James Conner, I just think he's going to get hurt. <laughs> that's really that's, it. That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah, so trade him every year. Yeah. Trade him while you can. It's pretty consistent with him. Pick up Benny Snell. Yep, Zachers I already mentioned. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers is my last one. Really? I think Aaron Rodgers could decline. I think he's going to be good this year. I So I get it. I get the pro... <sighs> It he's just had one year in his and season. he still hasn't even had his receivers and he's been tearing it up. Yeah. So imagine if you get him back. I get it. I just the team won thirteen and three last year and went to the NFC Championship going run heavy. I don't see them abandoning that. I think they want to get more balanced this year. Is the thing because like last year it's like you knew if you stopped the run you could stop the Packers, which is shocking, right? Yeah, as right. Aaron Rodgers, but but now it's like. You can't stack the box because now Aaron Rodgers will just throw on you. Right. To whoever he wants. It doesn't matter. And if Tanyan turns out. So, yeah, that's. Don't. Don't. uh, I wouldn't move him yet, but I would just watch Aaron Rodgers just to make sure. If he starts to decline a little bit, though, maybe maybe keep the door open on that. But um, anything else you want to say? I think that's pretty much good for this week. Yeah. Great podcast. We covered a lot. All right. Um. Until next time, uh, we will see you guys here on Playing the Field. Uh, All right. Andrew and Ricky, signing off.